and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Eric's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Oceanius and Uranus. My name is Ashley Hobley, the Explosion Network's resident 7,000 year old being. Joining me today, Osman Kiramanchin. Damn, finally we understand. You're an eternal. This is this is all making sense now. Yes, Damn. it definitely it does. Also joining us the Sasha Your Bite. Started this movie on Monday and it finished on a Wednesday. Or at least that's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alright, so if you haven't worked it out today, we're talking about the latest MCU movie, Eternals. We're Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago. To protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history. We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? We need to find the others. Seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. We have loved these people since the day we arrived. When you love something. Protected. Uh, directed by Clove Zhao, screenplay by Clove Zhao, Patrick Burley, uh, Ryan Furpo and Kaz Furpo, story by Ryan Furpo and Kaz Furpo, based on the Eternals by Jack Kirby, starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kamal Nanjani, Liam McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keen, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. The Eternals are a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle the evil deviants. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of Eternals? <laughs> From one of the writers of Peter Rabbit 2 comes Eternals. The actor um, award nominated. No. <laughs> yeah, actor award nominated. Um, so, it's a bit of a right, I guess. I don't know. It's a bit of a, a meh bag, I think. It's... It's way too long. It's it really fucking drags. Uh, several scenes drag way too long. Just overall, I feel like the pacing is just shit. Uh, I the stuff I found most interesting was the little character stories between the Eternals themselves and their little personal growth and things they have between one another. And the stuff I found least interesting was the entire never-ending final act of the movie. At which I think I actually may have nodded off for a second. Now, I may be already tired today, but I definitely did nod off for a second and my eyes were closed and I did a whole like, oh, oh, oh. man, you must have missed the most important part that made it all worth it's, it. It's, it's still <laughs> happening. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a bit, I just, I honestly, I, <laughs> I'm memeing a bit, but I don't hate it as much as, I'm making it out to me, but also I just don't think it's very good. I'm very much like it's just a very middling movie. There are some really cool, good moments. It's got really good visuals. Soundtrack's good. Uh, there are good characters. The acting is good for the most part, but I just think like as a movie with everything combined, old powers combined, not not a really strong start to this like new direction, I guess, for... for um, Marvel, and I mean, two people, <laughs> two, two people next to me after the second end credit scene, I think, went, "Oh, it's all worth watching that movie for that." Now I'm like, okay, well, if that's the general takeaway, so, um, yeah, I, I'm, I would be sitting around a five, I guess, if you want like a score. Yeah. Okay, Kieran, what are your thoughts on the film? Um, I'm a bit of a mixed bag. I think I liked it more than Dylan liked it. 
I feel like there's. I think really we're all interesting... gonna like it more than Dylan likes. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Um, I think there's some really interesting ideas going on in this movie. Um, I think it there it was. I think there was too much going on for a two and a what two and a half two hours forty five. I didn't even know what the ringtone was. It was long. It's one hundred and six hours and eighty seven minutes. Oh, it's one hundred and fifty six <laughs> minutes. So an hour and a half and a bit. Yeah. Okay. So it, two it, hours and a half. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, I feel like it, it was. There were some real good things about it. I wish the bits that didn't click for me were the flashback scenes. Like, I wish we just spent more time in the modern day with the characters than we did going back and watching flashbacks and watching different things that happened. Like, really, the only flashbacks that are super important is cool. I get it. You start your opening scene, flashback one, and then. The one where they break up and they go their separate ways or whatever. That one, those two make super sense in terms of, like, the ancient history back. Um, I think I really liked... For actually, one random comment. The fuck was, like... What is up with all the DC references in this movie? There were so many, like, There's Superman, two. Batman... There was three? Two of them were about Superman. But... Which is... I know it's normal for the comic books, but I think it's just a joke, yeah. The yeah. movies, and I guess, and I guess it is because when you when you look at the Eternals as a group, you could probably draw a number of um, similarities between them and members of the Justice League. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I actually I liked Icarus's character, and I could see where they were going for him. The moment um, that Ajax said that he has the most faith or whatever, I was like, oh, well, he's going to be zealotous and turn on um, the rest of them in order to try and keep this thing going. But at the same time, don't really like how they panned out his story. I know we we didn't see him die or perish or anything, but dude flew into the sun. Um... I know Superman Which, flies into the sun all the time. Superman does. Another thing where I was like, that's the Superman <laughs> thing. Um, he do flew into the sun. which So I really hope they find they don't... I don't know. I don't know how they rectify that, but at the same time, it's like... It's fine. I he can wish, come back. They can just do some more flashbacks. They, <laughs> I just... I think his character was left at the end of the movie in a really interesting position with him having to deal with the consequences of his actions, but then also he's inability to be able to stop them from doing it and stop uh, Cersei from doing it. Um, look, the biggest problem I have with this movie is their mishandling of the the deviants and the the whole deviant monster. Because when it first, like, when it became humanoid after um, killing Gilgamesh and it started talking, I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. A little bit close to Ultron, but I actually like where this is going. That This is trying to pretty much do the same thing that the Eternals are going to do. And then it kind of just, like, they kind of, that petered out with a, oh, Angelina Jolie needs a big moment for her character overcoming her mental health issues with revenge or whatever, and it's like, ah, okay, we kind of bottled this, this is the main villain, but we're swapping it out for somebody betraying, which Marvel have done now a couple of times, and I don't think it pans out very well at all during any of them. Um... I think it wraps up in an interesting way. I think, you know, one of the big things going into this movie was building was like, oh, this has giant ramifications for the whole of the MCU going forward. And it does, but at the same time, this movie didn't feel like an MCU movie. Like, this this felt like a movie that was trying to be... I almost want to say a lot more mature and a lot more darker. Like, when the dude at the start, the caveman, gets eaten by that deviant... I almost said holy fuck out loud because it was just... <laughs> it was like, kind of out of nowhere. Not yeah, it was kind of out of nowhere. I, I want to see someone edit in the... Run. Like, it's just that... Um, and, you know, a number of characters, like, flat out die in this movie, which is... I guess we're getting more of that in the MCU now. Um, is this the first, even though it wasn't full-on of you, this is the first yes, sex, sex scene, scene? Yes. Sex scene <laughs> that the MCU's ever had, which I'm like, huh... It's an interesting so, choice. First sex scene, first same sex uh, kiss or gay they kiss. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Before it, it like, left. yeah. So first gay kiss, I guess whatever word it has, and then first like full on 
full on as far as you can get, I guess. Sex I tell you yeah. what, it's going to be really hard to edit out that relationship <laughs> to make it not gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they do that in China. Yeah. It's like, um, I guess they just edit first, the other the partner out. Probably they, they would just cut that scene. Like they would imply that. Just, well, I think old, it isn't. Maybe. It isn't super obvious who that other man is in like the initial scene when <laughs> I think it is. They're the walking bike. into the house. There's a kid. He's fixing a bike. He's playing. He goes, "Hey, dad," and all this stuff. I'm like, like I don't know. <laughs> no, no. But I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could be. He's an. Oh, he's a seven thousand year old man. The other guy could be his kid as well. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Also, like that was that could be a stretch, but um. Also, since we're here first, uh, I'm, like, since you got for first, first, uh, deaf actress slash character, or yep. whatever you want to put that, yeah. So. It, it, like, she's actually dead. Like, the actress was actually dead. Is the actress dead as well? That's really yeah. good. That's, yeah. I, I like to, I did, like, it is the annoying thing. I did like how diverse this cast was. I just feel the cast probably need to be a little, like, there needed to be just less people. I just think there that's were. That's what even they did. Was, they got rid of. <laughs> that's what they did over the. They the killed two duration of, them, of film. But I feel yeah. like um, I don't even know what was the girl's the the deaf lady's name, like her character's name, because the Flash. The well, also Macari. She she just kind of nobody spoke to her until it was like, oh hey, she's just randomly living on the ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it it was just I just felt like there was too much going on. Um, Kingra's kind of. I actually appreciated that Kingra didn't come back and join in on the last Kingo. fight. Yeah. Kingo, sorry, Kingo didn't come back and join in on that last fight. Um, but at the same time, it's like his character just kind of tails off, and there doesn't seem to be any kind of fruition for that character, other than the fact that he stood by his morals and and he didn't go any further than that. Um, yeah, I think it's a mixed bag. It has its it has its ups, it has its downs. It was really weird. I didn't realize who Kit Harrington's character was. Um, I spent the majority of the credits like googling his character and reading up about it a little bit without knowing that he was going to be the the central part of the um, final, the final second hidden yeah the second uh, scene. Um, but uh, yeah, what, during the movie, I was like, dude, this is real weird that you got Kit Harrington to be a bit part in this movie. I thought he was going to be in this movie <laughs> much more. Um, you know, it, it, it just, I think this movie was just very ambitious, um, and it just, it, of course, when it's that ambitious and trying to do that much in that time frame, it's going to miss the mark on several points, and I feel like it did, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think the best way to sum up this film is it kind of bit off more than you can chew. Uh, obviously, the idea of the Eternals is like a big idea, and then you throw in the idea of Celestials on top of that, and... Celestials coming out of the Earth in six days. <laughs> it's like that's a lot for to process and a lot to fit in one. Also, movie. the fact that like no other superhero on this entire fucking planet all dead. Remember, reacted. They're all dead and elsewhere. No, if it's not in America, then it doesn't matter. Apparently, you know. <laughs> like even like I was like, man, Doctor Strange. Like this seems like something kind of strange. It takes right? place like- at the exact same time as. No way home. Possibly. Maybe. Yes. We'll get to that later, I think. But, uh, yeah, the, the, a lot to like. I like a lot of the cast and stuff. I like Kamal and Johnny and a lot of fun and his uh, valet. <laughs> uh, they have a lot of laughs and that kind of thing. I think, yeah, like you said, a lot of the interpersonal relationships were interesting. Uh, but, yeah, it did feel a kind of long and that, like, final confrontation was kind of dragged out a little bit and uh you know characters definitely go missing for lots large portions of the film you know it's weird that they have this like it's a it's kind of a get the band back together kind of movie but a lot of the band is missing for most of the movie uh and like everyone isn't involved in the final confrontation which is is weird um yeah there's just a lot that they try to put in there a lot of big ideas and i don't think all of it lands you know it's it's especially when you've got this movie's got like two big reveals. I think obviously the big reveal that the celestial is going to destroy the earth. <laughs> it's going to pop out like a baby and like destroy the mother. Uh, 
(laughs) (laughs) Sorry, instead of just being like, like, it's going to like break out of like a chick breaking out of the egg. Like a spider out of like when they stick them in the father. But oh lay the God. eggs in the dad and use the... <laughs> stop, stop. Pull out, pull out. Uh, and then, obviously, um, Icarus um, being, <laughs> you know, deciding not to uh, go along with saving everybody. I didn't mind the Flash, all the flashbacks and kind of, that kind of stuff. I don't think there was too many. Um, obviously, they had, some of them were important, like, obviously, the flashback to building up the Icarus-Cersei relationship... Um, I think that was oh, and obviously the stuff of Babylon and that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, but yeah, let's go through. I guess building the MCU. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some more talking points out of this. Uh, start. It's a big movie for. There's a lot of characters. Uh, Gemma Chan in a second role in the MCU, (laughs) playing Cersei. Um, interesting power set. Obviously, she can. Manipulate inanimate matter is her thing, but you know she at the end there she turns some uh, some rocks into some birds, doesn't she? Thank you. Thank you. I was also like, where's the rules for this character? Because no, that's bird, that's birds sentient life she just created. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad they cleared up the the bus thing from the trailer though. Yeah, where the bus driver went. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. people were getting really worried about that. Um, yeah, I really like Gemma Chan in this. I think she's sort of the best per she's the best person in the movie, like character and actress, I would say. She's definitely the, the heart of, of the movie, the center, central character, and she's really likable from the outset, and I get you on board with her being someone who actually cares about humans and wants to do good, and um, sh- she's definitely the character who gets the most time, and you get yeah. the most attached to her and everything, so... Yeah, if there's one character I would like to see continue, if I only had to pick one from this movie, I would be saying her. <laughs> just from, fucking, during that earthquake at the start of the movie, why did that kid get under the fossil? It's a kid! It doesn't mean it wasn't thinking. <laughs> like, but she thought she was like, get under the tables, and all the other kids started getting under the tables. What if a bully <laughs> kicked her out? What if there was a bully in the class and we just didn't see it? I'm like, sure they would have made a point enough, out of it. Not enough <laughs> desks. Don't you know the British education system? But <laughs> she was sat at a desk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think obviously she was really good. At, like Some of the CGI and stuff looked pretty good for her. Abilities and that kind of stuff as well. Especially her treeing a deviant. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's turning... That's I just assume she turned the water inside the deviant into a tree. I am Groot. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Um, I think it's an interesting choice. that this. I guess we're talking semi about the end with her. I was like, oh, so they are leaving some characters behind to interact with the rest of the Avengers and the rest of the characters that we have on our pool. And then all of a sudden they're like, nope, scoop them up. And I was like, and I was like, oh, okay. So really in the effect of like where it's like, I guess when we watch, when with Shang-Chi, they immediately got Shang-Chi involved with Mm. the Avengers. With this movie, this movie just feels like it is so... In its own perpetuity, like it is just in its own little box and just doesn't really interact with any until like kind of where it's going to be like, okay, your judgment's going to come back and give you judgment. And then the um, the first uh, after credit scene, it's just, yeah, it's just so much of this movie just seems to be just very in its own little bubble, even though it's a giant world ending event, really, that's happening. I mean, it's going to have a big effect on the MCU, just not Earth. <laughs> well, yes. Or potentially Earth, you know? We don't know. Uh, next up, we got Richard Madden as Icarus. Um, yeah, interesting depiction, you know? Obviously a person who's had to live with a secret that everybody around him is going to die. <laughs> so why should he care? And I think that's obviously kind of... You re- I think it'll be interesting to watch this back after that reveal and see how he, his portrayal is before that. Yeah. I knew it was shady the entire time. Just look at the way he was acting. I knew <laughs> something was up. Dodgy little fucker. 
dodgy little fucking. Like, I just like, assumed oh, it because the, he, he ghosted her for two thousand years. Remember the red wedding? Yeah. Do you want to be hired to do like the opposite? You'll betray someone now. I mean, can we say how crazy the casting is that, you know, her two loves are the two brothers from Ram of Thrones. And also that her name is Cersei, which is like, like, it's just. It's spelled differently. It is. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't say it and think about the spelling, do you? You just hear it. That's right, Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) he got you got Got your number got me me there pretty good didn't you uh but yeah i think they utilized him well obviously you know he's got that superman power set only thing he doesn't have is like super speed and uh ice breath (laughs) extra vision that's about it i think once again his storyline is very akin to a superman storyline um, almost kind of close to, almost like the Injustice Superman storyline without his love dying. Like it's more just him, um, kind of sticking with the cause and and going like a very kind of zealous way. I think very early on, I did have the inkling of this motherfucker killed uh, Ajax. Like I think there's something going on there, but and I was right. Um, I just wish it had dove a bit more into his what he did for those 200 years and what the fuck was going on. Like, I'd much rather him have been, like, like, there'd be a little bit more context or a bit more discussion other than they kind of have this semi-discussion outside where they're like, he's like, oh, I can't help you through this plan, blah, 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 blah. And then he's, like, inside, puts his suit on, and then he's like, all right, let's, I'm gonna stop everything. Like, I'm gonna break everything. Instead of there being just a bit more character-driven conversation between the two of them. Um, I probably would have preferred that a little bit more. Um, but I think yeah, I think he does um a good job, and I actually really liked Icarus for most of this movie. Like liked him as a character, or like you agreed? With no, him. I really valued what he meant. You know, <laughs> like I was like, man, yeah, you've been sent here for a job. Fucking follow that job through. Who cares if you raised all these things around you and protected them? Like fuck it. Um, no, no, <laughs> it is. It is, it's an interesting take on him, and I like how he's written. Um, I wish he, I hope somehow he survives, because I think there's a lot to unpack with that character, and I don't like it kind of sending the message of, hey, if you do something and you can't deal with the consequences, go and jettison, go jettison yourself into the sun. Um, I'm not a massive fan of that as a, I personally feel like that's really lazy writing. And not a fan of the message it sends with that. I mean, not many people have the opportunity to send themselves into the sun, so I don't think there's too many issues there. They're not going to literally do that, but it's, it's <laughs> a symbolic message that comes from it. Alright, Dylan, do you have any thoughts? It was alright. Power's boring. Bad guy. Yeah. Religion's bad, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of weird to see another- I mean, that is the- the message of this film, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe in gods. (laughs) It's it's kind of weird coming off the fact that we've got this coming after, like, you've now seen, of course, Superman. Everybody's seen Superman, and we've all seen a number of different iterations of Superman. Um, We've also, with the boys, you've got Homelander, which has the same set of Hmm. abilities and the same kind of characteristics. And now you have Icarus in this movie. Like, I feel like it's just kind of retreading some of the same footsteps um, along the way with this kind of character setup. Yeah. Next up, Kumar Nanjiani as Kingo. Uh, she, uh, the Eternal who can project cosmic energy projectiles from his hands. Uh, and Finger is- guns. <laughs> Finger guns. Gotta love it. Uh, yeah, I really loved his performance here. You know, uh, Clearly the comic relief for the film. Uh, which was much needed, and, uh, you know, he's, he's been a five-generation <laughs> Bollywood star. <laughs> the greatest dynasty of all time. You know? And he's got his priorities straight. He wants to make sure all those people in his movie keep it their jobs. You know? I'm going to answer your own question on Twitter to see if it, like, was it was it necessary for him I don't know to- if it was necessary for him to get super ripped, but because you- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna vote no. Why why was there no shirtless Kumail Nujani scene? That's what I'm asking. Maybe there At was Kevin Feige. 
Okay. Also, he posted it online like fucking months That's ago. That's true. What are they going to do? Show it twice? Yeah. <laughs> I I think I liked him. I really loved him and his uh, valet. I think I really loved their kind of dynamic throughout it. It is kind of weird that he kind of semi-disappears at the end of the movie and then yeah. reappears for the final scenes and it's kind of like no biggie. Okay. It's, it's a bit of a, like... Is it good that he wasn't in the ending because I assume they couldn't figure out how to use him in the finale, final act? Or should the final act have been on- longer because he was in it? You know? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I've, um, got, I've got a, my other take. I did not like the valet. Wow. I, yeah. What do you got against <laughs> Indian people? <laughs> I was really impartial uh, on him until his saying goodbye moment, and then I got kind of choked up, and I was like, oh, fuck. That was a nice moment, but I, in general, like, I thought Kamal's comedy was good, and I don't think, I felt like the valet just pushed it a little bit into too silly, and I could have just used him being him without the whole valet thing, especially because the amount of times he's, like, mentions him being a valet just sort of was, like, got weird. I don't know. Did, I didn't ruin it, I'm just saying, like, I would have preferred without the ballet. I am I. You didn't enjoy them making the documentary about the Eternals? No, I mean, he could have All done that, that camera equipment getting destroyed. I, so. I, I, <laughs> I did appreciate the bit of the, uh... Maybe, maybe Fidelo just hit a bit too close to home, because he too would have all those cameras once upon a time. Once upon a time? You mean, like, now? Well. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just, I think, the only thing for me is I didn't, I feel like they could have spent maybe a tiny bit more time or found a way to spend more time demonstrating his loyalty to Icarus earlier in the movie because uh, he kind of... He told him he would be great as the leader of the Avengers. Should have said, can't you tell? <laughs> no, I they completely that changed that from term. the trailer, right? Yeah, I'd, yeah, because he disagrees or something. No, they all laugh when he says it, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. His whole, like, suddenly he's like, oh, actually, I gotta, like, help Icarus. Well, you know what? I can't do that. So I'm just gonna peace out. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't realize you felt so strongly. <laughs> like, they built that up with Sprite, but they did not build that up with him. So I was like, mm. okay. No, the thing is, Sprite makes sense because they'd already had conversations about yes, her exactly. loving him and all this well, stuff. Well, yeah. Speaking of Sprite, obviously played by Lee McHugh, you got Sprite who can project lifelike illusions. Uh, and is unfortunately stuck in the physical appearance of a 12-year-old child. Sad story. Good use of Disney property to bring up Peter Pan. <laughs> I don't know if that's technically a, pit, a Disney property, because it is a well, they... public domain prop- book. Mm. But, yeah. I thought she was good. Like, I really I really liked her character design. Um, I appreciated her throughout the movie. Like, um, I felt kind of bad for her. How she like got taken out was just getting like smacked over the head with the uh, with whatever it was a by uh, Druid. Um, but I I really liked her performance, especially leading up to that moment of how like kind of all of her emotions were building out and coming out. Part of me was thinking she was going with with Icarus to betray him and like kind of be like I I or love try you and reason the same with him. T- yeah. yeah, try and reason him, and then eventually be like, hey, I love you, but. No, stop doing this. Like, um, yeah, it's just a. I think yeah, she she does a good job for what she's given. Once again, though, she gets lost in the crowd a little bit throughout sections of the movie just because of the amount of people there are in the on, in the ensemble. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I, I think it was all worthwhile for like the the scene like of her explaining why she wants the world to be it all to be reset and stuff. So, yeah. It turns out I, I, it was actually like Pinocchio in the end. She I, has turned to I a real wish, girl. <laughs> I, I wish they had spent more time on this idea of why did why was I made like this? Like same thing with like because that was a, the part of the uh, deviant storyline that I really fucking liked was that you know was like well, I was thrown away and then um, you were created in my stead. And then, you know, the the ongoing thing of that. I mean, the crazy thing is, obviously, the Celestial 
knows the deviants are broken <laughs> and yet keeps throwing them <laughs> at species one after the other, knowing they're broken. Not deciding to fix them or come up with a different solution. No, he just fixed, like, he's just been like a band-aid. He is, like, the best. He's both created a problem and tried to create the solution for that problem. That's a businessman right there. That's no, that's no savior or fucking... That's some big pharma act. shit. <laughs> Alright. Um, Next minute they're going to be telling us, giving us cream for blue light from screens. We'll say, disappointed, she never apologized for stabbing her. You know? She let her live in her house for however long, let her tell all these things to her boyfriend. You know? She just goes around and stabs her. In the back. The stab, mark com- the stab mark completely disappeared. I'm guessing just from... Uh, it's because of the world. The, the yeah, mind. The, I don't know, the brainstorm. It's way cooler. The brainstorm, yeah. The brainstorm. Brainstorm was cool. Yeah, name. brainstorm was good. Uh, next up, Brian Tyree Henry as Fatos. Fastos. Uh, who was the brains behind everything? Yeah. Dude, yeah. his the scene of him and Selma Hike um after Hiroshima, I was like, damn, this is fucking This is the kind of stuff I want from these kinds of people. Like I've always been fascinated. I really enjoyed like the the Percy Jackson books about how like the Greek gods have kind of changed over modern history and inverted. And I really liked that storyline and I liked how it was used there for his storyline of wanting to help humans progress, but then once realizing what he'd helped create with that, how like instantly he just kind of went back into his shell and, and kind of shut the world out in so many ways. Um, no, he just knew his shit. I, I appreciated him. I really liked the scene of him um, coming up with the combustion engine, like the steam engine, and then being like, there's, there's a hoe instead. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, he's the he's my second favorite character in the in the movie. He was like, I think between again, like he's someone who gets you get to see actually care about humans and um, want to do good, and you believe in him because of those scenes, like where he's breaking down crying and you know discussing about technology and um, then talking about the weapons later, and like he gets a lot of scenes that actually show him like and his gradual or his growth of care and understanding for humanity and all this sort of stuff. And then he's also just as a, he's Marvel doing a Marvel's first actual character that doesn't feel forced. That's like, if you want to compare him being a, uh, having, being a gay man as with a kid and everything compared to, um, what's his fuck, um, whichever director of the two it was in Endgame, be like, well, I wanted to make sure there was a gay character, so I played one, and I mentioned my boyfriend, or you know, like he that whole weird, like very, yeah. Uh, yeah, that like very like hand fist force, just like obviously checkbox type mm. scene. Whereas this feels like an actual thought out character um, being portrayed portrayed properly, and like just seems very natural and whatever else. Um, I know people will cry and they say, well, if it's natural, you wouldn't have to bring it up, but not really. All, no, but it's, they it's, don't really cross each other out. But. It's good to have it visible, though. Like, it's a real positive to have this kind of thing visible. It's a real positive to have, like, the same thing as, like, the having um, a, a disabled character with deafness in And right from the very, like, their introduction, having sign language involved immediately in their communication, showing it's just a natural thing. It's not a big thing. It's not made massively. It's just a, a natural part of the character and the people around her um, that I, I really appreciate. Mm. Yeah. I really liked him as well. Um, you know, he gets a good, like, you know, he takes out Icarus for the most part. You know? mm. Beats him down. Clips his wings. Yeah. You know, I, I was nice because part of me was like, dude, it's going to be real predictable that um, Thank God he didn't up. say this is for my table. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> oh God! I feel like the store, the comics that they get to fill in the gap between all the periods on his backstory uh, is really going to be great because you know I feel like there's it, there's such a jump. Obviously, you see him crying about Hiroshima, then you. He's got a family and he's super happy, you know? 
It's like, yeah, maybe just a, you know, they just need a bit more time to flesh that out a little bit more and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, this is one of the, the one of, major yeah. problems. It's, it's just, too yeah. long, but stuff needs to be fleshed out. <laughs> There's really. lots of cool characters in here. They just, none of, like, none of them get enough time. This would have been like a, have some cool this would have been a really cool mini series on Disney Plus, and then you could have like the final act as the movie. I don't know, but yeah. Next up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lauren Ridloff as Makarai. Uh, yeah, she's really good. Like super cool super speed powers. Uh, you know, she likes stealing stuff. She's like hoarding a bunch of stuff in the spaceship. Apparently, she's been left to look after that since they broke up or something, aren't they? They didn't explain it. She no. She was a good character, but she got the least to do out of all the Eternals. Like, yeah. in the last final fight, she did probably the best against Icarus in terms of just straight up starts walloping the crap out of him. Um, and I thought her and Druig's relationship was really cute, and I really liked it, and I liked yeah. their chemistry on screen. I think they um, built enough... Um, backstory in that one scene it's like yeah i could see these two together and you know you know it then kind of feel like, oh i'm i was like oh i i would believe if druig um druig's probably been and visiting her in between where he was staying and stuff like that i actually i, I could at least believe that where others it's like no there's it's no probably the other way around <laughs> she can run also, really fast yes. everywhere that is a point yes yes she was good Yep, she was good. I mean, the character doesn't get barely any, or if any, like actual development. But as like a like what the actress did with what she got, sure. But the character didn't get much anything. Next film. Uh, next up, we got Barry Keen as Druig, the aloft eternal who can manipulate the minds of others. You know, I mean, he's got some interesting ideas and floats different. Things about like I could just stop war, you know, but then you know it doesn't really follow through on it. <laughs> it turns out, uh, but yeah, I thought he was. I like Barry Keen, so I mean, it was alright. He gets some snarky remarks and that kind of stuff. So you know that he was in Dunkirk, right? Yeah, he's like one of the the main people in Dunkirk. And you know, there's a scene where in that film they run inside this like boat or plane or whatever it was. Mm. It's on the beach, and then Harry Styles turns. <laughs> I don't know. Well, where did he come from? <laughs> uh, where, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he's. He, I, I really. Enjoy, I I've seen him in a, a fair bit over the last couple of years. He's like been popping up in a, a lot of stuff, and I, I enjoy. I think he's a good actor. I think the character again had. A lot of like very quick. They're like, I'm like, that's interesting. That's a cool, interesting direction for that character to take. He's going to walk off and start a cult, and then we don't really get to explore that at all. So that just again, it just feels like a waste of a character. Cool idea, good actor, not not done well on in the movie. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got Don Lee as Gilgamesh, the strongest tunnel with his like super. Celestial powered fists. Do you know? I appreciate him the most. I guess um, I'll tie this one in with Elena, Angelina Jolie as Athena. The elite warrior eternal whose uh, you know, memory's gone. Or oh, fucking up. <laughs> her robot well, programming is fucking something up. Something about the, the wipe didn't work for her. She was yes. left a bit too long and it didn't Eventually. work. Eventually. Yeah. Um,. I really liked both of these characters, actually. I thought Angelina Jolie was surprisingly a lot better than I thought she was going to be. I was uh, probably a little bit reserved with how she was going to buy into this world and buy into this character and acting in this part, but she does a really good job. Um, Gilgamesh is easily one of my favorites of the Eternals. Also, I think it was, at least to me, and I guess this is... Just how my brain works when I'm watching movies is sometimes it just works too much. Is as soon as it was a part of it that the creature was getting, like, was gaining their abilities, I think mm. as soon as it was then pretty straightforward to work out that he was the one that was most likely going to die throughout this, at least if, you know, if only one of the um, Eternal was going to die. 
Um, but his time when he did spend, I think, was really good. And I think his compassion and his chemistry with Angelina Jolie showed really well about, you know, kind of making you believe the amount of time they had spent together. Um, and his dedication to her um, without kind of them going too far into, you know, what kind of relationship it was. It, it seems it was, you know, um, you could probably both view it as some kind of romantic relationship, but the same a platonic relationship. Um, and I think it, it was done really well for both of them. Uh, as someone who loves Train to Busan, yes, <laughs> very good. Um, he, again, I just don't feel like the character got much of anything but i definitely enjoyed watching him and he definitely brings that same um the same sort of vibe to the screen fun sort of caring vibe that he actually brings to train to Busan because he's like sort of the the heart of that movie as well mm. by the end of it and he plays a or oh, similar similar ish i guess to a degree character so that's what i was thinking about watching this um and he gets a few f- funny bits and one-liners and stuff as well as looking tough but i yeah, we just don't get to explore his actual relationship with Angelina Jolie or anything at all. So, again, it's just you have to sort of... You're, you're linking dots barely in the back of your mind to make this, this story for these characters work. Um, Angelina Jolie is the worst person in this movie. I felt like she was sort of just cast because she's a big name or something like that. And I was all aboard the, like, oh, yeah, Angelina Jolie in an MCU movie. That's going to be really cool. I was looking forward to it. But... I, and I'm sure this is just how she was directed to play the role and everything. I I'm not like blaming on her. I just think this whole stiff personality thing, I she was the person I cared for least. I, I assume it's supposed to come off sort of like cool warrior chick, doesn't talk much, you know, badass. She always wants to, she doesn't want to drink. She wants to walk off and fight and stuff like that. But I, I just didn't vibe with it. I was like, in a movie where there's already so many characters. And the ones I care about, I don't get to spend any time with at all, and we don't get to explore. And now you're wanting me to care about a character who's like walking out of scenes. <laughs> like I've already got no scenes, and now they've got a character who doesn't even want to be in scenes. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't care for her in this movie at all. She was definitely the person. She's right at the bottom of the list. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think she was fine. You know, um, we'll say. Uh, Gilgamesh, I really enjoyed. You know, get some funny one-liners and that stuff. Go like. This is gonna. You kind of reminded me of like Wong from Doctor Strange, obviously being the wisest person in the room. That's you know? racist, Ash. It might be. You know, <laughs> sorry, Marvel. I think you've got a problem. You know, <laughs> why smart Asian men? Uh, it's probably why he got killed off. <laughs> probably can't have too many. You know? Can't get these characters having people getting confused over these characters. Guys. No. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I. I think. You know, Angelina Jolie's character, you know, like dealing with, like, you know, the memory wipe and constantly being a, kind of a damsel in distress half the film. And then, you know, hopefully, assuming we're getting more, <laughs> uh, you know, we get to, uh, she kind of is past her issues. You know, well, I think she was a lot looser in her final, like the final main scene of the movie with, um, with, uh, Festus's kid, with Child. I can't remember his name. Mm. I think it was Jason, I want to say. But, I think she was a lot more, she wasn't as stiff during that scene as she was the rest of the movie to try and, maybe that portrays how she's kind of overcome somewhat of her uh, disability or mental problems that were going on for her and found a way to deal with those. Absolutely. Uh, and then we have Selma Hayek as Ajax, the leader of the Eternals to start off with, with the ability to heal. Yeah, she's Kind of serves her role perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> there, there's a, yeah. You know? Done it. Yep. You know, she was there to introduce him and there to die real quickly. You know? She gets, she has she like makes, a motherly, she has like a motherly vibe yeah. to, to, like she brings to the screen. Like, so her, her moments on screen, I do feel like are felt. You but know, again, you get that like free of- illusion of here, like dancing yeah. with her. No, Sprite, but, you know, again, more time, maybe mm-hmm. we'd care more. Mm-hmm. It's one of those issues. Uh, I guess the last couple of characters, we got Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, uh, who, if you've read the comics, is the Black Knight. Dun, 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 which dun, is dun, dun. 
why he's looking at a black sword towards the end. So, yes. Uh, I thought he was, you know, he's quite charming. You know, he really wants Cersei to move in. Seems to be on board with all this eternal shit. And, like, doesn't freak out. It's totally okay with it. You know? And he's left holding the bag at the end when she disappears. Yeah. I was really disappointed that he didn't come along for any of the... I thought that was going to be Think. He was going to come along. Yeah, I thought he was going. I thought he was going to come along and was going to have some sort of. He was going to be dealing with like the love triangle as well as saving the world. I thought that was the direction the movie was headed in, um, but no, he literally just disappears <laughs> until right at the end. And uh, yeah, I thought Kid Harrington was like, and Gemma Chan had like generally good chemistry from the short time that we we got to see them on screen, and I, I brought into it. It's, but I mean, yeah, it's just. <laughs> where the fuck do you find time for that relationship in this smorgasbord of characters and shit? I mean, the movie already goes for 16 hours. I don't know how you even fit time in for this relationship. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I correct in guessing that that was Doctor Strange's voice right at the end? So, is it? Because no, I, because any it, I, thought it, I thought it sounded yeah, like it was somebody... I thought it was a much deeper voice than... Uh, I mean, Doctor Strange is the most, you. makes the most sense from people we know. Here's what I'll tell you. Whosever voice it was, it's someone we know. Because my brain, I know, my brain definitely went, I know whose voice that is. But because it was like one line done and it's at the cinema and I can't rewind it and the clip hasn't leaked online because the movie's not out in America yet or anything like that, I couldn't like, of course, like try and rewind it back. But I, yeah, it's 100% someone we know and it was deep i reckon it could be dr strange now that you've, you've said that I, w- I wouldn't go past that makes sense because the, the deal behind the dark knight as i was reading earlier this evening um black is knight? the the source is cursed the sword is cursed um, is it the black knight yes Why, yeah. black knight okay. yeah, yeah yeah no no no. it's the black knight you said the dark knight I'm like, that's did black i knight. really <laughs> it was oh. right to the I, that's that you see that's my problem <laughs> that's is dark, dark knight black knight and um so yeah, Doctor Strange could make sense if it's about dealing with the curse and everything. Um, yeah, is it? So is there already something slated for him? Like, is there already a movie or a TV show or something? Because I could, I could feel that being a TV show rather than a movie. Nothing announced as of yet, but Disney Plus Day is coming up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that could be a thing. I don't know. I'd, ha- I'd, I'd definitely watch. I, I liked Kit Harrington as maybe like Kit Harrington in general. Um, Black Knight, I didn't know anything about until I was playing Hero Clicks years ago and I got a minifig for that character and then I had to like, be wow. like, who the fuck is this? What? I didn't know who that was. Don't, just Hero Clicks, super nerdy. <laughs> oh, I used to play Hero Clicks weekly. Go in. Um, good shit. Still got all my Hero Clicks. Um, the, but yeah, I didn't know who that character was until then. But, um, but it's literally just a knight for anyone who's like, I'm sure the character will look different if he, like, he transforms and all that sort of stuff in this, but, in the comics, it's it's literally just a night. So we'll see how we go. But I would say Disney Plus would be a a good fit for a a Black Knight series. I'd be about it. All right. Also, oh, before I forget, the dude next to me, who these two motherfuckers who think they're like the nerdiest of nerds, and they've got like they're cracking the codes every time when these after credit scenes are sitting on. They're like. It's just, it's just like they're, they're, they're like shouting out things, but and I'm like, I'm not really gonna get annoyed because it's after credits. I'm like, whatever. I'm not gonna be like, shut the fuck up or whatever. But like, as he like opens up the thing, one of them goes, it's adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, get out! <laughs> get out! <laughs> it's adamantium. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Oh boy, this is the Wolverine lead-in that we've all been waiting for, boys. The Black Knight. Yeah, I don't want to assume anything because, like, there was a girl there, and they could just be like they could just been friends. But it was like two go- g- dudes and a girl, and I was like, "Well, is this, is this like having? Is that are they having like a nerd off competition to impress this girl? Is <laughs> <So, like, laughs> that a I'm like, "You're wrong." <laughs> what? Is- All right. Uh, and I guess the other character who's introduced in this film, uh, was Star Fox. Well, the other two. There was there was two characters. There was Pip the Troll. And Star Fox, or Eros, played by Harry Styles. Uh, two questions. Did you get this spoiled for you guys? Because obviously this was the news story that came out from the world premiere. That Harry Styles was in the film. Of course I did. Karen didn't. Remember, no, remember, I right? didn't. Fuck, right, no yeah. way I did. So I knew as well yeah. beforehand. 
Uh, and second question, how many high-pitched squeals were there when... <laughs> a lot. A couple. A lot. The entire... I didn't realise there must have been a, um, a group of girls, like, in the middle of the cinema, but boy, did I hear them when this happened. Because he didn't... His face didn't even make it on screen. All, like, he appeared, he said something, so I assume they realised it's his voice. So then I assume they read the spoilers and they yeah, and then and they like, went to this movie like, specifically to see just this ten seconds of Harry Styles. Like it's going off there, like, and then like they're still going and goes quiet for a little bit, and then like he steps out of the shadow. <laughs> I was like, I really did not think the fandom was still that. It's still going strong. I think and, I think yeah. Harry Styles is probably maybe the singular, the, yeah, the singular, the kind of remnant of that. I love the idea of Harry Styles fans or One Direction fans or whatever, like being so hardcore in 2021, nearly 2022, that they, they're like, they give a fuck they, about Marvel. They, they, they go and watch through, this movie, yeah, which is this. like a very long, dense movie, like <laughs> as far as like MCU things go, just to get to that after credit scene because they saw someone on Facebook in their Harry Styles is the hottest guy ever Facebook group or whatever these things are called post that he's in this movie and they brought tickets just to go for this. Adds up. It does. Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. Apparently he's an eternal as well. Uh, it, 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 yeah, because Thanos is like part deviant or whatever. It just raises a bunch yeah. of questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's something mostly that like is a thing. How? Yeah, it, but it, this is all like them. This is the problem with MCU sometimes. Like, there's there's like things in the comics that the the movies choose to ignore, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, no, we're including that now. So then they have to do a lot of like backwards legwork to well, make the it all. Eternals in the comics sense. is like it's got nothing to do with them being created by the Celestials or whatever. I don't know. I don't believe anyway. I believe there were humans that fled Earth to Titan. Which is the seventh moon of Saturn, and got some powers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the you know Harry Styles, I guess, is going to be in Eternals too. The God of Mischief. Um, I mean, what? Um, um, <laughs> the God of uh, you know womanizing. Um, Apparently who he's... was who voiced Pip? I don't know. It sounded familiar. I like don't... I was almost close to it being like a Seth Rogen or something like that. I like... wanted to say uh, Patton Oswalt. Yes, also, yes, also. Good choice. Close. I haven't seen anywhere online for my very quick search a name listed for Pip, so. Um, Definitely no one on the IMDb as of recording. So, we'll find out soon. Uh, Dylan, what's the most marvelous moment of the Eternals? <laughs> Fuck, I always forget this is the same. Happens every time. It happens every time. Like, fuck, what is the marvelous moment? What is the most marvelous moment? Uh, what is the most marvelous moment? I'm gonna say the. I'm just gonna go with fuck. Actually, I've got two. No, fuck it. I'm just gonna go with the the whole house scene with um. Just can I just pick that entire scene when they go? Oh, what's that character's name? I already fucking forgot. Gilgamesh. Um, the Gilgamesh house scene. No, no, no. Um, that, old mate. With the Brian Tyree Henry's character. Yeah, yeah. What's the character's name? I don't know. Anyway, that character. Festimus. That whole scene. God, that. Festus. Is, Festus. Festus. It's Festus. Yeah. Festus. Because yeah. it's. That some of them, they're all supposed to be. Like, all their names are close to god gods names that we have Greek gods. In, throughout history. Yeah. Not just Greek. I wish it said yeah. their names more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with that, though, because I thought. I, I, I felt like I actually brought into that whole thing and it felt like very real and it was even good with it had some funny, it had funny heart, everything like the payoff at the end where his husband or partner, I didn't, did they say they was married? I don't know. Anyway, he like comes out and says like, you need to do it and, you know, kisses the kid goodbye. And I was like, I felt like that was a heartfelt moment for that character. Hmm. Kieran, what's the most marvelous moment? Oh, they, um, it's really weird that, like, you can't even just look at the final scene and be like, this is the most marvellous moment, because... And you know what, I actually think, and this is probably a really dark, marvellous moment, but I really liked the the Icarus reveal scene in terms of uh, taking Ajax to the, kind of, to Alaska, 
and uh, revealing that the well for her at least revealing that the deviants were alive and just kind of that whole almost very um you know hail to the king kind of moment where pushing her off the cliff this um, is deviants boom but yeah i'll say that moment yeah that Can and slash mine? sorry 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 that slash i'm gonna slash mine really quickly slash um the uh, i can't remember the valet's actual name but him saying goodbye i thought was like a real cool um kind of moment of kind of the 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 viewpoint of humanity and his having his moment of well it looks like i'm gonna die so see ya done what's your changing mind i'm changing mind to when they fucked yeah bro when they fucked <laughs> when they got down bro <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> This Marvel movie for adults now, bro. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna take my kids to this Marvel movie and oh, oh, this, oh this, no! Look away, sex. kids! Look away! <laughs> um, <laughs> give her a massage, kids. It's fine. Uh, I'll say the I'll say the you know the the killing of the celestial. <laughs> you know. Really? I, mean, I think, like, a visually, <laughs> visually, it looks really cool, I think, you know? Like, perspectives of, like, you know, there's pretty much on his hand. Like, in my mind, for a long period of the film, I'm like, why does she just make a giant hole for him to come out of? You know, she's got that those powers to adjust, like, water and rock and stuff. Just make a hole and then fill it in. You know, at least you can save, like, half the planet, right? Uh, but, yeah, I think... That looks really good. I also like the like the team working out that Icarus is a bad guy. <laughs> you know, uh, them not taking it well. Uh, yeah, I think there's a bunch of small moments throughout the film. I don't think there's like none of the fights are super memorable or anything. Like there's like moments within them, but yeah, there's no like bus sequence from Shang Chi or anything. So, um. Anything else you guys want to talk about from the film? Um, I jumped it a number of times throughout this movie just because of the sound design. Even just like the fucking uh, sprite getting smacked over the head with the stone. I was like, holy crap. Because just the, the sound effects behind it were just... There was that one that was where Icarus got plucked out of the freaking middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and the... the the caveman dying. I was like, damn, this is all, uh, it's all kind of crazy. So, I looked up, like, after. It was my fun little tidbit for, because I really thought, I was thinking the music was good throughout the, the movie, but then it was, like, the one piece that starts playing during the end of the movie when the fight scene's on and stuff. I thought that was, like, a really good piece that was happening there. And I, it clicked as I was thinking that during that scene, because I was also getting bored. I was like, I actually don't know who the composer is for this. So I looked it up as soon as I left. And it's um Raman Jawadi, I think is how you say their name. Um, but the interesting tidbit for that is I was like, oh, because automatically the funny little tidbit for that, if you don't know who that person is, is they're probably most famous for doing the music for Game of Thrones. <laughs> like if you want to add someone else from Game of Thrones to this uh, cast of stuff here. Um, uh, just a little funny little tidbit. They also did um the music for Westworld and stuff. So, um, but yeah, good sound, uh, good original score. And if you didn't think they just hired ever from Game of Thrones for this movie, <laughs> they did, including the composer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't. I think we've covered most stuff. Like it's <laughs> even though we've barely covered anything, it's like sure. it feels. Well, cool. oh, here's. Sorry. I was gonna say my closing thoughts is. Cool, cl- some, there's some really good characters groundwork in here. Um, there are some really great Marvel first within here. Like I know a lot of people are definitely going to be speaking as the we like the movie starts coming out. Definitely the um, a lot of the the Marvel first in this and like the characters and representation. People are going to be speaking about that, and I do think that stuff's really good. However. As much as I like that stuff and like some of the characters and think the groundwork's laid down really well, I don't think this is a good movie. I think this movie's a mess and this is coming. And I'm not even being like, this is also, because I know some people are going to hate on this because 
I've already seen it. People are already downloading the movie before they can even watch it, um, simply because they didn't like Nomadland and they didn't like the idea of Chloe Zhao doing this. I really liked Chloe Zhao. I really like Nomadland, so it's nothing to do with that. Um, Why don't they like, like Nomadland? Oh, it's all these people, you know, it's boring, propaganda, all this, you know, like that. There's like that crowd of stuff, you know, the people who thought it was... You know, so then they were like, oh, why is this person doing, who's done this, like, boring movie about an old lady traveling across the country directing the Marvel movie? Anyway, you know. Now we know. You know how people get Now we know. Because yeah. it was a long movie. It felt like <laughs> would have been improved by an old lady traveling across the country. <laughs> uh, I get, well, kind of going off that, obviously, this is not reviewed well. It's currently sitting at a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, making it the lowest rotten, lowest scored Marvel movie. That shocks me because I thought Thor two would be the lowest. Well, Thor was originally the lowest. Thor and I can't remember the other. I think Thor and Age of Ultron were the previous two lowest reviewed. Well, it's uh, probably just you know more people have watched this and have watched that. So I think flicking through them, I think there is very much a difference. Sadly, with people already feeling a bit mad, say us feeling a bit flat about this movie, there's also the people piling on top of that that are, you know, reviewing this, well, generally, middle-aged white men reviewing this movie purely poorly because of its diversity and saying it's woke and that it's too forced. Um, you know, I hope it does level out and gets a bit higher because I don't think it deserves to be that low. Um, but at the end of the day... It's Rotten Tomatoes. There's so many other examples of movies that have ridiculously low reviewer scores or high reviewer scores and then low public scores. So, um, Sorry, I already did a draft for a review. I don't know if I'll finish it, but I was like waiting for us to record this, obviously, so I was just like kicking it around. So I may publish that and may also be part of the problem because I will not be giving this a high score. If I but the thing is, I don't think well, you're part of the problem. It's, because it's fine because we're not going to be on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Okay. Also true. Yeah, Tashley. <laughs> what if yes. I go back and add my old reviews on there? I, I think they have to accept us is the problem. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> uh, we are eternal. <laughs> I guess the big question, are you looking forward to potential Eternals 2 and what do you want from Eternals 2? Oh, fuck no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing some of these characters and other things. Do I want another Eternals movie of this many characters where they just... It's too many characters for one movie? Well, like, there's, there's no way to fix this. There's no. a lot no, less no, no. characters now. And there's a lot of the kind of... A lot of the bullshit <laughs> exposition's been kind of taken. Like, you've already been done, it's... so you don't have to do that again. Um, I just fucking brain farted and forgot what I was about to say. If you can get it down to three or four, kind of like the Guardians core cast level, like three, four, five or something, then sure. But if you're gonna like, if you're gonna do a sequel that also then introduces new Eternals and new cast members to to make sure that the movie always has like a big cast, then no, I'm not gonna be excited for it. I'm excited to see some of these characters again, hopefully in other things, but I'm not excited about a sequel to Eternals. So just thought of it. So this is a random thing and nothing to do with looking forward to the Eternals too or whatever. But it's just a random Thanks, thought Q. that I was brewing and I forgot. <laughs> um. It's a bit weird that I can't remember what the god's name is off the top of my head. Arish? Ari? Um, Aramat? Arashi. Arashi? Oh, I can't it's a, it's a god name. He is. But how he made the Eternals supposedly without the ability to evolve so that he wouldn't have the problems that he had with the Arisham. Deviants. Yeah, but he screwed Arisham. up with those the first time, so I mean. But like, it's like, yeah, but he gave them free will. Like he gave these like the the ability to like that just think to themselves and develop for themselves. It's like okay, See? how has this not happened before? I mean, Can the I implication is it has happened before. That's why yeah, Thanos is a thing. Sometimes. Yeah. Can I also note just how wild it is when this movie started and it just like started with those three paragraphs or whatever of text. It's like a freaking like, Star Wars movie. Man. I was like, this is crazy. What am I watching right now? It's a Marvel movie. Like. <laughs> 
I'm thinking like I'm I reading mean, this. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking. This is intense. I'm I'm thinking about the the ten year old kid I passed on my way and going, you're fucked. <laughs> like, what do you? This you're is some deep like sci fi shit that's happening right now. The mum's probably like, cover his eyes. Arish, Arishem created the man, and Adam and Eve. <laughs> like, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah, it was kind of jarring to have that sequence and you know the opening yeah. sequence, and then the Marvel logo thing comes on. It's like bunch of superheroes. Yeah. I had the trailer for Dune play prior to the movie as well, which I can only assume that movie surely opens up with a bunch of text. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm keen for an, uh, uh, Eternals 2. I would assume is going to be the crew in the spaceship trying to save the people who got abducted would be the crux of the movie. Um, okay. I, I don't mind if they like introduced a few more characters and that kind of stuff. I think uh, as long as Would you've you- got like solid two, I assume it'll be split team kind of dual story kind of thing going forward. How would you feel if the Eternals ran into the Guardians of the Galaxy in Volume 3? I wouldn't... I I don't think that's James Gunn's plan, so I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they show up post-credits. You know? Like Star Fox walks through a bar and is like hitting on Gamora, and then because <laughs> I think Star Fox is the only character tonally that like fits that yeah. fits the Guardians kind of style. Um, the rest of them might be just a tad too serious. Serious, <laughs> yeah. Do you know? I guess we'll see. All right, let us know what you thought of Eternals by going to explosion.com slash. Twitter, or jump to a Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at Only Wildcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, or tell people about the show. And if you like this episode, thought it was worth it all, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support. All right. So, next week, we kick off our Spider-Man rewatch. We'll, we'll be watching the Sam Raimi trilogy and the Mark Webb duology of films in the lead up to Far From Home. Uh, So that starts 12th of November. Of course, we'll be back talking about the next MCU film, Far From Home, 16th of December. Assuming nothing changes. And then we'll be kicking off with our uh, Hawkeye watch along starting November 24th. So, you know, lots more all new Marvel cast to come. Uh, So make sure you watch all of that and join us next time for another... All new Marvel cast. <laughs>